presented by Baseline Times Media. Put it this way, real G's moving silence. I beat, I beat these boys easy. Marcus ran through him. Amron ran through him. Demario Jackson wasn't even in contention all year. So boys are trash. The king is back. My name is Gabe. Know the name, baby. That's it. It's a wrap. Champ. Wow. Welcome back to another episode of Shooter Pass Podcast. And uh, Baseline Times, we're in here deep. We are in the midst of some fantasy basketball beef. Gabe, what's up, my brother, right. man? I'm glad to have you on this episode, dude. I'm glad that you're back on these Chill podcasts with us, dude. The the South Beach, Miami, you know, uh, much love for Miami the last couple of days. But um, nah, man. <laughs> I, I You know, last time we were on an episode, I, I think last time we were on an episode, it was DeMario Marcus talking a lot of mess about you in fantasy football. So for those of, of the listeners wondering who we were talking about, here he is. He has won the fantasy yeah. basketball league, not the football, but just funny how karma works, I mean, right, man? Congratulations, man, by the way. I mean, appreciate it, appreciate it. I mean, it was never in doubt. Let me just put it that way because all year I've been running out of vision, you know, just run through cats. I remember early in the season, right, DeMario tied me 5-5. Five, five, he was all happy and shit. He was like, oh, you're supposed to be this good champion or whatever, and I tied you 5-5. Five, five. So, you know, long story short, Boy didn't make the playoffs. Team was garbage. He didn't even manage it right. So I played Marcus. I think after a bye week, you know, Marcus was tough, but blew through him. Like an Amron in the final, you know, he had injuries to Booker, Jokic. But at the end of the day, I play daily fantasy on a regular basis, so I know who to pick up. So I picked up the right guys, and you know, beat Amron eight two, close out the championship, two time champ. And let me make a shout out to Chris. Tom- oh, not Chris Thompson. Uh, Chris Cormier. Cormier, yeah, he, yeah, he, he's below me now. He's below me. I don't hear nothing else from him. He's a one-time champ. I'm a double champ. Call me champ, champ, baby. Yeah, man. Kudos to you, dude. I, man, you held it down. And uh, anyways, Gabe, man, appreciate you, man. You know, appreciate you winning. Right, cause, uh, Gabe showed me some love on on the fantasy dude, so I can't complain at all. He's the right champ. The right oh, I champ. <laughs> Oh, no, no man. Doubt, no doubt. You showed me love in Orlando when I came over, so it's all good. Oh, you already know, baby. Man, look, this is, I'm excited, dude. Like, I got a big old smile on my face today. Like, I've waited all year long for these uh, playoffs, so definitely we'll cover the playoffs yeah, matchups for the first round of your 2019 NBA playoffs. Me, Gabe, uh, it's just us two on the show. The other fellas, well, you know, they're a little embarrassed to come on the show because of Gabe, but uh, nah, I'm just kidding. They'll listen to this, though. <laughs> But I'm not. They're not available tonight. But uh, you'll you'll hear from them soon. Uh, you know, rest of the team. Man, I'm excited about this. This is, this is this is exciting for me. I mean, regardless of how much shit's talked about the Warriors winning it all, this is still some exciting, great basketball we're gonna see. I think a little bit more competitive in the past couple of seasons, obviously, until we get to probably the finals. Um, but uh, you know, Gabe. Speaking of uh, you know, South Beach, Miami. Uh, you know, I just want to kind of recap really quick. Uh, in our preseason episode, or one of the episodes earlier in the season. You know, we talked about D-Wade, how great he was. I mean, his legacy. Uh, you know, you actually you're the right guy to bring on. I mean, obviously, we'll talk about Dirk, too. Um, but, you know, obviously, starting with D-Wade for yourself. I mean, what do you want to say about D-Wade, man? Now, let me just say, when the season started, right, because Wade wasn't sure if he wanted to retire or not. So I remember his friends, or friends, his uh, teammates urging him, hey, you know, announce it, do this one last dance, and let's run with it. So he ran with it. Let me say at first, I was like, okay, it'll be whatever. You know, the Heat will play some games. Wade's going to be injured half of the season. And, you know, it won't, it won't really matter. 
But no, I'll admit, no lie, like down the stretch, as you started playing more better off the bench, you know, I, I got kind of emotional. And let me say, the last two games, man, I, I watched the game from start to finish. I probably watched maybe four games all year from start to finish because the regular season is whatever. Right. But let me just say, that, that Brooklyn crowd, I believe they was better than the whole Miami crowd. I don't know if you saw the game, but um, yeah, man. man, no, nobody left the arena. Nobody left the Brooklyn arena. I was like, this is crazy. And they was chanting, Paul Pierce sucks. And he previously played for him. So it, it was just like, it was, it was a crazy atmosphere. You know, he got a triple-double, which is great. I think it's fifth one of his career. And, you know, you know he, he went out on top. It, it was good to watch that. And, you know, I, I, got, I did get a little sad because it's like, he is our best South Florida sports athlete over Marino. And once you get past Marino, there's really nobody else in South Florida sports. <laughs> right, right. Those two guys. But yeah, it, it was good to watch him do good at home. You know, he got his points, 30 points or whatever he scored. Mm-hmm. And he got the triple-double in Brooklyn. So I definitely enjoyed it. He's going to be missed. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, before uh, before the, uh, you know, when he announced the actually you know, the retirement and stuff that like we did the episode, I kind of went into, like, you know, about a little bit about the influence that Wade had, you know, being able to watch his uh, first uh, playoff game and seeing how dominant mm-hmm. he was. I mean, this guy was just smooth with it, man. He truly was Pace flash, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it's like a shot over, like, you know, the Hornets, man. Like, that, <laughs> that game winner will do that. Like, I'm watching the playoffs as, like, a 13-year-old kid. And, I mean, I saw yeah. this guy drafting into the league, and I saw him leave the league. And then, like, I, I, the thing is, like, I'm so honored, like, and blessed. And, and you know, I'm going to overboard and extra here. But, dude, it, it's amazing when you got to sit down and see, like, a player from start to finish like that and understand it fully. Like, you know, I, I would have to sit down and explain to like my children, like, yo, like this is, you know, in the sports world, it's like, Hey, this is a guy that was like one of like the best shooting guards of all time. And like, this is his legacy, exactly. how it started. Like now I'm starting to realize a lot of that, man. And it's just crazy. It's like, damn, I'm getting old. But at the same time, it's like, this is like, this, that was fun to watch, man. Um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't the greatest, you know, the biggest fan when, um, Shaq was there or LeBron was there because a lot of, uh, you know, everybody knows the the whole back and forth with uh, Magic Heat fans. You know, everybody wants to be a Heat fan one year. <laughs> next year, you're a Magic fan in 2009, man. So, you know, it's like everyone's kind of yep. switching up the game. And it's like, you know, I, I always have that, like, little beef. But at the same time, like, I've never really disrespected Wade. Um, Wade's been always one of my favorite players to watch. And, you know, one of my, you know, memorable yeah. moments of myself being a basketball player when growing up was uh, getting one of his converse, you know, um, our team colors was orange, oh, yeah, orange, I orange and green, and like I saw these black, you know, black and orange, um, you know, converses, and I was like, nah, I gotta get those, man. They match the uniform as D Wade's. I'm like, yo, I gotta get the D Wade's, man. <laughs> like, D Wade was that guy, man. And um, you know, beyond just him oh. of a player, like off the court, um, what he stood for, uh, you know, his sons, uh, you know, obviously he has that relationship with Gabriel Union. And um, he's always been that humble guy that's always been about a team, you know, and that's like one of the last things he said in that locker room. I mean, it was just incredible. I and mean, we could go on for days, man, about this, but, you know, that was yeah. awesome to see. Um, shout out to D-Wade, man. That was – I wish he wouldn't retire right now, man. I wish he had that LeBron in him where you can keep going. But, damn, man, like, yeah, man. D-Wade was that dude, man, and, like, just just everything was just so genuine. He still play a few more years if you look at him, but, you know, I guess, like you said, he, it's life after basketball, and that's what he's focused on. So it's like, I get it. You still can play if you wanted to, but, you know, you got to focus on your next adventure. Yeah. So, you know, and shout out to him. Yeah, absolutely. And that time is now, he's got his son, he's, you know, his son's, you know, becoming of that age, and now he can, he can focus on I me. Mean, if you ask me, it's just like, 
it, it's almost like the perfect life. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's I mean. like, <laughs> what do we all dream about as basketball fans? Like, wow, you know, can you imagine just playing, being a champion, being one of the, one of the best shooting guards? Mentioned up there with Michael Jordan. Then next, you got you got uh, an offspring that's next up to man. Like, like damn, like I'm 28 mm-hmm. years old. I'm like, wow, like, <laughs> like what am I doing, man? Cool, man. But no, shout out to D Wade, man. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful career. Um, Miami send them off well. Everyone, wherever that man goes, I mean, it's nothing but love. Um, but shout out to D Wade, man. It's nothing but love. That's the one thing. That's the one thing about Miami. I always respect. I always love is D Wade. Um, you know, I, I would hate. I hate you Heat fans, Gabe, to be honest with you, but at the same time, you all love D-Wade, man. <laughs> Only reason why it's in my heart, some bit of soft spot for y'all down there in South Beach. Um, right. Yeah, shout out to D-Wade, man. I'm glad, I'm glad to see. I, I think I agree with you. It was like, it was the greatest high note send-off for him, so I'll agree with you on that. Um, on the flip side, mm-hmm. uh, Dirt and Whiskey retired, and he, he, oh, did, he did it. I think he did it in his in his way. Like that's the beautiful thing about these guys both going out of the game. Like they did it in their own ways. Um, Dirk a little bit, not to say Wade isn't humble, but like Dirk did it in his way, in wow. his humble way. Uh, I mean that's you know thinking about it, man. I believe, like, I believe. Damn, he just announced it, man. He just came out and said, "Hey, it's my last home game." Yep, all right, peace. I'm out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah Dirk, Dirk and Wade Dirk. They got, they got different personalities. Yeah, they got different personalities. So I'm, I'm sure Dirk knew it was his last year coming into the season, but he didn't want all the fanfare and all the attention. But at the same time, you could tell the fans kind of knew, okay, this might be his last season. I mean, if you've seen Dirk, like, I guess mid-season, just from highlights and clips, I mean, the way he was running up and down the court, I was like, man, I don't think he can play anymore after this season. Right. But, um, but yeah, like I said, they have different personalities, and the way he did it was the way he wanted to do it. Just announced it last game of the season. He played pretty well, too, the last few games. You know, just let the fans have it, you know, and – it was also cool to see the legends. Uh, you had, you had oh, yeah. Sean Kemp, Dennis Strength, Barkley, Bird. Um, oh, somebody else I'm missing. Anyways, the legends. Oh, Scotty Pippen. Scotty and then you know, uh, they, Mark they Cuban. Yeah. The yeah, and it's, it's hard to get Larry Bird to anybody's retirement speech. So to see him there, you know that. That was awesome. Game yeah, that was awesome. And what he's meant for the foreigners that came over. So it, it, was, it was definitely a good moment for Dirk. And I remember buying Dirk's jerseys. I had about three or four of his jerseys. Man, he was a dude with Steve Nash back in those Dallas days. It's but, crazy, um, yeah. yeah no doubt. It's crazy. Twitter was talking about that. You know how everybody had that dirt. It doesn't matter, man, where you were from, in the hood, in it the suburbs. Crazy. It doesn't matter. All yeah. shapes, sizes, colors of people just honored that jersey no matter what. The Mavs got that blue jersey, mm-hmm. man. It was popping. Like, 41 was all over, man. Like, it was either that or yeah. Michael Finley, remember? <laughs> that or Michael Finley. Oh, Finley. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, I had them too, actually. And yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, man. But nah, man. I mean, another guy, bro. Like a blessing to see, uh, you know, from start to finish, and uh, just glad that he got a championship. He he he's a hard worker, humble. I was a great teammate, a great guy overall, a role model, man. Um, you know, shout out to him too. Like, and he went on his own way. Like we said, different personalities, did his own thing. Um, you know, it's mm-hmm. life after basketball for these guys. And what we got left is what Vince Carter, man. <laughs> That's all we got left I right now. Gonna say that, man. He's the last one. It's like the guys we grew up watching, it's like they're all gone, man. It's like before LeBron and Wade. I mean, they're in the, in the middle of our era. Yeah. But my era is from like, you know, the early 90s until maybe, I want to say, you know, I guess the 2000s. So that's that's when I really got in the basketball. And it's like, okay, Vince Carter's the last of the 90s, who I remember at least. Right. And once he's gone, damn, that's everybody. You know, it's, it's just the new, new cast. I don't think a lot of people can relate to this if you're not a sports fan, but those who are you – for you that are, you know, like 
when you watch these guys as kids and teenagers, like these are your superheroes. Like there was no like Captain Marvel. I mean, there is, there was not trying to say there wasn't, but you know, there was no Avengers. It was, it was, it was Dwayne Wade. It was Kobe Bryant. It was Carmelo, you know, Carmelo at one point. Uh, It was, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously Jordan, Jordan, you know, left behind a legacy, but after Jordan, you know, you had these guys, you know, after Jordan, it was Duncan. It was, uh, you know, David Robinson kind of faded out after Duncan, but it was Duncan. It was Garnett. Um, it was you uh-huh. know, Ray Allen. You know, throw Ray Allen out there. Um, you know, Gary Payton stuck around for a little bit there towards the end, uh, the nineties. Um, you know, uh, obviously, you know, D Way came in that draft class, but um, you know, these are the guys that you grew an attachment to. I mean, I personally, because you know, I was a teenager in the uh, early two thousands. You know, gave me a little older, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know how yeah. it is. You know, it's just like you you grew like this attachment to them. Um, because early exactly. your, your immature youth, you kind of saw those guys as heroes, and it kind of attached to you. Uh-huh. You just had that, like, it's an experience in life that you have, and um, now you see them gone. Like, I don't have, I, don't, I really don't think I have the same attachment now as a grown adult to like Russell Westbrook. I think he's like hell of a ball player. You know, you know, I love Russ. I agree with like, that. Yeah, just, yeah, me too. I'm the same way. And and I, and I love LeBron too, man. Like, I love what LeBron's done, like overall his career. Um, for the most part, except for mm-hmm. from 2000, uh, yeah, the Miami Heat days. So let's just say that. We won't. We won't talk it's about that. <laughs> no, but in all okay. reality, yeah, man, like it's just so different, dude. Like, and that's the last part of like that feeling that you have, and it's like, you know, and again, it's gonna sound weird to people who don't watch sports. I mean, but whatever, you know, it's just like that one time where it's like, this is a guy that you looked up to. This is a guy that you definitely had, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of ambition to be like, and now all of a sudden, like he's he's gone. You'll never see him dribble a basketball in like the NBA again. So. Uh, to to see that oh. and experience that um, from start to finish is, is awesome. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't. Like, with Russ, a lot of these other guys, like, you don't have that same attachment. Uh, then, you know, T-Mac. T-Mac was a big one for me, man. Like, that was, well, like, my T-Mac hero. My dude. Like, that was, like, my, my yes, diehard hero. I, to this day, it was just, like, man, you know, I wanted to be KD. KD before KD. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was before KD. I wanted to be T-Mac. You know, I was playing ball around the time. I wanted to be T-Mac, man. So, well, that's it, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just it's just like that. It's just, that's how it is for us right now. We should, uh, us, uh, I guess, uh, older folks here, you know. I guess I'm in your age range, you know what I'm saying, Gabe? I, I won't make you feel yeah, too old. You know what I'm saying, man? You know, I won't make you feel too old. You and D- Demo, old, 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 dirty bastards, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you know, shout out to those guys. Incredible careers. Uh, we'll, They will be missed, and... um. We got another little situation here. Uh, guy named Magic Johnson, man. What's popping mm. with him, man? Magic Johnson. So Magic Johnson just openly resigns as the president of basketball operations for the Lakers and says he's happy doing it, man. Um, so, uh, Gabe, let me ask, let me ask you, Gabe. Um, look, to be honest with you, um, we we you know we criticize people a lot when they don't do a good job and they're holding on to a job. But maybe this is a guy who felt like he was like, you know what, you're right. I, I'm doing a shitty job. I'm out. I ain't gonna be here mm. no more. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, you know, uh, what's your what's your initial thoughts? You know, first and foremost, you know, uh, well, there's a question of like how to get it, but like, like, can you blame him for, for for doing something that says you know he wants to go be happy and he's probably not doing a great job? Well, I think, like I said, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Magic said that he gave himself a two-year window. I don't know if that was with this Lakers team or some other team. I think he said from the start he had a two-year window to get to turn his team around. And the way I see it is that, okay, he got LeBron James. Now, whether LeBron James is going there on his own or not remains to be seen. 
I mean, he did get LeBron James. I'm guessing he didn't account for LeBron being injured all those games that kind of derailed their season. But if you look back at that part, it's like, all right, the Lakers last year, they won two more games this year with LeBron. You, you, you would think that, okay, maybe they should have won at least 10, maybe more games. Because they thought, I guess, LeBron being in L.A., he would elevate the rest of those guys around Kuzma Ball, Ingram. But, man, I feel like this stock kind of sunk because all the injuries and surgery to Ingram and, you know, Kuzma having a wrist with LeBron or whatever. But as far as Magic, like I said, from what I hear, he wasn't fully committed to begin with. You know, Magic is the type of guy where it's like his name carries more weight than his credentials, at least in the sports world. Remember, he was the head coach of the Lakers. That didn't go so well. Um, he, did, he did various things in sports. It just seems like it didn't go his way. So as a general manager, I'm, I'm hearing that he wasn't fully committed. You know, it was all about just getting the top names and boom, letting the play out. But the way he did it, it's like, all right, man, you can at least tell your boss, hey, look, I'm quitting before you hold the press conference. So, I mean, either way, you know, I think he did something by getting LeBron there. But he could have went out a little bit better know what he did yeah i mean look the whole genie bus thing was for him not to be convinced to stay there and and, and actually exactly. continue with the job which is totally fine with me um you know i think it's just funny that uh it's just for for me you know a lot of people would be upset you know oh you know why he's there for he ain't doing nothing or he's just ruining the team dude the guy openly said hey i got i got i'm gonna give it two two summers whatever it is to get this team right if i can't uh-huh. do it i'm out also he he said he wasn't enjoying it so i can agree with that standpoint look man she Jeannie Buss even tweeted that she was all she was like, "Yo, it's all love. Like we we love magic. Like here's the thing, yeah, this this, this yeah. thing right here is gonna be. You know what? You, people are laughing now. This think it's funny. Like people on Clown Lakers. Imagine Johnson got all the free time in the world right now. That's a scary thing. All right, and it's, oh, yeah. it, I'm not saying he's gonna convince Ben Simmons to come over. He's gonna convince you know uh, Kyrie. He, now he can without Tampa. He can do what he wants now. Look, Matt. You know, people love magic. People can sit down and have a conversation yeah. with Magic. You all know that. Uh-huh. All right. Everybody knows that. So I, you know, conspiracy theory time. Magic Johnson is gonna go and grab I'm not, you know, hey, look, I'm just I'm I'm not making conspiracy theory hundred percent. All I'm saying is there's at least a ten percent of hey, there's there's something behind the scenes that Magic can now freely go do. Um you know, on the flip side on the flip side, what I definitely if if it if it is true, if Magic Johnson as president of the Lakers, uh, president of basketball operations, the Lakers cannot, you know, openly say, Hey, man, you're Russell Westbrook. Congratulations, that was awesome. Like, I don't know, like, I, I'm yeah. I kind of get tampering. I understand, I hate tampering, it's terrible, it's bad, but I don't know, yeah. man. Like, I, I kind of disagree with that notion. So, if I'm in a position, I can, yeah, that's yeah. kind of like saying, you know, we, you know, I don't know, Gabe, you, you can't go to like your daughter's, like, you know, like if your daughter has some kind of like, uh, you know, dance recital or something, you can't say, Hey, good job, because. All the other, you know, daughters are gonna get jealous. Like, what? Yeah. Like, it's, what? It's dumb. It's it, you know, that's ridiculous. I think like that part of it, I can definitely reason with Magic on it. Um, I'm yeah. not, you know, not whatsoever defending Magic. I just think he's a man of his word. He, he didn't do. I didn't think he was gonna do a great job when he took the job. I was like, nah, you know what, man? <laughs> Magic's gonna be able to talk to people. He's got Rob Palinka, but I mean, I I didn't really have that much hope for them. Um, and you know, on on this episode, we're, we're not gonna address the Lakers season yet. Uh, we'll wait till uh, Demo comes back. We'll wait till Marcus comes back. Um, this is all about you know the positive vibes so far about the retired uh, two <laughs> two retired uh, you know legends and uh, the playoffs are about to start. Yeah. But there's a time and place that we, we will definitely address the Lakers. 
Um, oh, no doubt. But, sure. uh, you know, that's another story. But, uh, you know, we're specifically focusing on Magic here today and tonight in this episode. But, uh, you know, I, mm-hmm. I just think that he 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 kind of gave a promise that he couldn't fulfill and, and you know, and kind of stuck to his word about it. Um, yeah, I mean, there were just shitty trades. There was the LeBron signing, which is the bright spot of it all. You got LeBron now. Um, the Lakers, the Lakers will be an organization that, you know, gave between, you know, we all know that that will at least one day prevail again. It's not something that they're not accustomed to. Um, obviously, yeah. they hit a rough it's patch, time. but now you mm-hmm. have you have a LeBron James. I mean, dude, they could be without anybody right now, but you have LeBron James. So the sky is the limit for the Lakers, and we'll talk about them more in the offseason towards uh, your next couple episodes. But, uh, Shout out to Magic, man. Uh, I I think I think now, um, you know, sometimes you you know you you ever take a job or you take on a project and you get yourself involved with something and you you find out okay this is the experience I'm living and I don't like it. Um, I I can honor the honesty about that because a lot of times as human beings as people we're a little bit of sh- ashamed to do so. So I can honor that part about it. Um, it is what it is, man. But you know, Magic Magic's out. He's gonna live the dream. Gonna go train Ben Simmons. He, ben Simmons is he's not gonna be a Laker anytime soon. I'll tell you that. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. But uh, uh-huh. he might have a conversation with Kyrie. You might see some pictures of him and Kyrie this summer. So you never know, man. Oh, I gonna be, yeah. There's a master plan, dude. I mean, look, we we saw the Heatles get together. Like, come on, man. Like, there's a master plan. Like, we're not, we're not all stupid. We're just waiting. We're waiting and Plus waiting. The players are all talking to each other anyway. It's gonna happen, whether they like it or not. So it's just give it time. Just give it time. Exactly. It, it, it'll happen. All right, game. Let's go ahead and get into the playoffs, man. It's the first round. I'm happy, man. This is what this is what what's going on today, man. It's I'm excited, dude. Like I don't know, and obviously my magic's in it. I'm excited. Uh, you know, uh, people. Congrats, make fun. congrats. You know, I'm a hater, but congrats. I give the medicine props. You know, Clifford doing he's doing his thing. Hey man, he got in. Hey man, you know, man, it was it was a close race between the Heat, you know. The Heat, the, the Pistons, the Nets, uh, the Hornets, but uh, we, we oh, locked it up. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm yeah. proud. I'm proud of the Magic, man. You know, we'll, we'll talk about them. But, uh, you know, first and foremost, you know, a lot of people uh, will say certain things about me off of social media. And, um, you know, it's, it's you, give me a chance, you know, to explain on the podcast or support my show. And then, you'll, you know, you come on the show, man, if you want to talk about it. So if you're listening, you're talking yeah, shit throughout the year on Facebook, man, look. This is where the real deal happens. Where just... real, real conversations happen here on the podcast. But, man, let's get let's, let's bump all that. Let's get into this, man. Uh, the first round, we'll, we'll shoot east and head out west real quick. But uh, the first round series here, we'll talk uh, Bucks and Pistons. Uh, so you got the Pistons uh, coming in with the H seed. The Pistons are uh, with Blake Griffin, um, you know, Giannis on the Bucks side. Uh, the Bucks, mm-hmm. impressive. Um, number one. In the Eastern Conference, number number one record overall. Yeah, yeah, overall, and, yeah. Um, you know, coming into the season, I did say that Mike Budenholzer would be a huge impact. Obviously, you know, in the second season with the uh, Atlanta Hawks, when he coached the Hawks, he did win sixty games with them. Um, obviously, he knocked out by LeBron James, but uh, this time, no LeBron in his way. He's got a great team, a superstar on Giannis this time. Um, I, he's my coach of the year pick, honestly. But um, the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I'm going with I'm going with the sweep here. Um, I feel I that the same uh, thing. <laughs> I just same think it's a sweep. Thing. I think it's clear as day. I mean, uh, the yeah, Pistons, no uh, yeah, the Pistons are, are the Pistons. Uh, you know, shout out to Am, man. That's a squad right there. But uh, 
you know what? Uh, I'm thinking I'm taking I'm t- taking the Bucks in four. How about you, Gabe? Yeah, I, I think so too because I think Detroit. I don't know. I feel like there's nobody. First of all, stop Giannis. So it's like okay, once you solve that riddle, the Bucks they just they're just good everywhere. They shoot the ball well. They rebound. They're extra long. So I, I just can't see Detroit winning a game unless Drummond abuses everybody in the paint. That ain't happening. But, yeah, he's an old school center. I, I don't see that happening. And Blake Griffin's been kind of eh for the, for the majority part of the year. Yeah, I, I see. I see a sweep, and I see it over really quickly. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. There's too much. There's too much length, size on this team defensively. Um, the uh, Giannis is gonna, you know, no one can stop him. But you know, this this, no, <laughs> this is Detroit team. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you get Drummond in foul trouble. Like, you don't really have a rebounder in the game. I think they're gonna attack him. Um, it, just, sure. it's, they're just too good. The Bucks are good. Um, you know, at least something from the Pistons, and, and you know, you, you definitely will have to have superstar games every game from Blake Griffin. Um, oh yeah. I, you know, I do want to shout the Pistons out. They did finish forty-one and forty-one. They did go ahead and finish five hundred. And I don't know. I need to go back and look. Honestly, uh, this is the first time in a long time I've seen the Eastern Conference all finish five hundred or above one through eight. Um, granted, yeah, that, no, it never happened. That's rare. Yeah, it's it's That's rare. rare. And granted, rare. the Pistons won only forty-one games, and that would be. At best, maybe ninth. Yeah, maybe ninth in the yeah. <laughs> in the Western Thank Conference. You. No better than that. You got to win the list seven more games to get in the playoffs in the West. But uh, no, kudos to them. I think they've had a you know decent season, um, at least a full season with Blake. But I mean, yeah, I agree, man. I think there's too much length here, too much, too mm-hmm. much Giannis, uh, for for any kind of hope for winning a game. Ooh, maybe game three for the Pistons at home. Uh, maybe you know the energy from the crowd. They would have to kind of shoot lights out, find a way around that long defensive and um, you know defense from from the Bucks. But um, no. bring your brooms out, brooms I, alert! <laughs> All right, I, just, I don't think it'll be even close. Yeah, I exactly. I agree with that definitely. Uh, the second series that we'll have out there will be the second place Toronto Raptors and the seventh seed Orlando Magic. Second overall, by the way, too overall. Toronto, oh yeah, yeah. Shout out to Toronto. A lot of the, yeah, and a lot of you know, kudos to these these Eastern teams for like finish with top records. You know, obviously, you know, Golden State's a different story. You know, in the playoffs, but um, the Raptors will be facing the Orlando Magic. Uh, the Magic are back in the playoffs after a drought oh boy. since 2012. Um, yeah. you know, in my most objective opinion, right now, <laughs> I'm gonna roll with the Raptors in five games. Um, okay. I, I think I think the Magic have enough fight and they have enough effort to take one game, probably game three in Orlando, the energy. Um, if they can steal one in Toronto, it's probably going to be a six-game series Raptors either way. Um, but uh, too much Kawhi. I think the, the Raptors definitely a little bit better of a team defensively. Um, offensively, they've got Kawhi. Uh, the Magic may struggle offensively. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people are going to listen to this and, you know, going to hear shots and stuff like that. But look, I'm the objective. Um, my my magic bias side would be, um, maybe the magic couldn't pull off an upset put or push it to seven games. Um, but a lot of a lot of magic Twitter is humble, so we're not really expecting this. We're we're just happy to be back in the playoffs. Shout out to Magic Twitter. We're happy to be back in the playoffs. We're not. First of all, we're not like Heat fans last year talking about we're going to go upset the uh, Sixers with MB. But uh, anyways, we didn't have the pass. I mean, look, I'm taking, I'm taking the uh, Raptors in uh, five games at the most, uh, maybe six. Um, 
kudos to my magic though. 42 and 40 then the season winning record four games. They're on a four game win streak, won eight of their last two. Um, I, you know, I think there's certain games that Kyle, if Kyle Lowry doesn't show up again, I can see this being a six game series, but maybe seven if the Raptors fool around a little bit. How about you? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can see the Raptors in six and I say that because maybe it was regular season, you know, why he's, he's just been kind of average. You know what I mean? He hasn't been like the superstar Kawhi from the Spurs. Now, maybe, obviously, there's a lot of load management going on this year. So maybe they were just, you know, playing them light loads and less minutes. But he's been, he's been kind of average. And I read somewhere where they actually had a better record without him than with him. But like I said, this is the playoffs. I'm sure he'll amp his game up for another level. Um, but let me give Orlando some, uh, some props to uh, Nikolai Vucevic. He's Vooch. been a beast this year. Vooch, he, he's, been, he's been disgusting this year. So I feel like he is obviously their best player, and he is the one that they will have problems with inside. I like Gasol. He's, he's a decent defender. I think Vooch is a lot better than him. So if they have any hope of winning this game, Vooch has to at least average 30 and 10, at least 30 and 10 to get at least two games. I mean, I think it'll be a six-game series regardless how you look at it, but I can see Vooch getting like at least 30 and 10 each and every game for them to have a chance to win the series. But right, yeah. I'm going to take Toronto on stick. Yeah, Terrence Ross has been on fire too uh, lately. Um, you know, he had about what a 33, 35 point game last game. Um, yeah. Uh, last game of the season there against the Hornets. And, um, you know, last time that the Magic played, you know, the, Ra- the Raptors, they've generally played for the for the most part pretty decently in the regular season. Um, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I feel like this series will be a test for the Raptors to. Um, the biggest thing that I. De- DeMario actually, you know, wants to eat his words if, if Kawhi doesn't come ball out. So there's a lot that Kawhi has, like, on, you know, <laughs> Kawhi has, you know, there. So um, mm-hmm. w- what I would say is, yeah, Vooch does have to perform. I think the nice part about this Magic team is that uh, it's a team effort. Um, so you have yeah. Aaron Gordon, you have Terrence Ross. I can catch on fire. They'll go They'll go to Terrence Ross. They'll run plays for him. You know, Steve Clifford's done a great job at that. When he's on fire, he's got the hot hand. They'll run plays from little slip screens, things like that for him. Um, you do have uh, Vooch. You do have sometimes DJ Augustine surprises you, make a couple plays, hit some big threes down the stretch. Mr. Uh, inconsistent Evan Fournier. Yeah. He's so inconsistent. Now, the Magic have been one of the better defensive teams here down the stretch. So, uh, you know, Fournier has been a part of that too. While, while his offensive hasn't been, his offense hasn't been great uh, defensively, you know, there's that. Um, then also, uh, you know, uh, coming down the line there, uh, Jonathan Isaac. Um, Jonathan Isaac has progressed oh, man, beautifully. He's, he's this year. Uh, yeah, and I'm confident in him. I, I really want to see him against Kawhi Leonard. So, uh, you know, if we're going to have this as a, a growing moment for the Magic, um, the one guy that I would want to see grow yeah. in this playoffs is definitely Jonathan Isaac. Um, we drafted mm-hmm. him, and, um, you know, obviously I think one of you know, one of our young future right there that, that can grow together with the core that's already been here. Um, but, uh, you know, kudos to those guys for sticking together. You know, I can go all day about the magic, but, uh, yeah, uh, Raptors in five right now, maybe six. Um, you obviously, you said, uh, Raptors in six. So, uh, shout out to my boy, Kim Birch. Thank you. <laughs> ah, Kim Birch. Yeah, man. <laughs> all right. Uh, the next series in the Eastern conference game, we got the third seed Philadelphia 76ers. They will mm-hmm. be playing against the six seed Brooklyn Nets. Uh, you know, shout out to BK, man. Like coming into the season, D D Russell, man. Wow. Wow, man. MIP for you, Gabe? 
Yes, definitely, definitely, Russell, uh, for sure. I mean, like I said, the Lakers only traded him away to get rid of Timothy Mozgov contract. Other than that, I mean, he was he was pretty damn good to begin with. You know, he, it took him a while to get his stride, but, man, has he found in Brooklyn. So, and then you got Dinwiddie behind him. But um, it's just that team, you know, I'm going to call it upset right here. I'm going to say Brooklyn wins the series Ooh. because they all shoot the ball well. It's like a very fast-paced team. They give Philly problems. They have given them problems all year. Now, obviously, Embiid will be the difference maker because I mean, there's no one on that rush that's going to stop him. But, I, I mean, I'm going to go for the upset in this first round. I'm going to say Brooklyn wins it in seven. Mm. Uh, I don't know, a road game? Mm. No, I'm going to say six. I'm, I'm going to go with Brooklyn in six. Mm. You guys heard it here <laughs> first. Brooklyn. Wow. I might be hating on Philly a little bit, too. That, that would be a huge... Wow, that's a huge exactly. disappointment. Yeah, that's a huge, huge disappointment. I'm going to go out on them. I'm going to say Brooklyn. Mm. I, got faith, I got faith in them, you know? Mm. We'll see what happens, though. Hmm. <laughs> well, um, you know what? Actually, there is the report here where uh, Embiid is maybe might miss game one. Yeah, I heard that. And I believe that's, that's uh, that's you know, big. last year was the same situation against you guys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He missed a game, I think. Or okay. uh, two. No, it was one game. He missed one game. Yeah. Right, right. Part, yeah. part of the game we won. <laughs> right, right. Now, both teams, they did split the season series. They played each other, obviously, four times. Um, yeah. They did split the season series. For the most part, um, you know, the Nets have, Nets have been played them pretty well. Um, oof. Man. Um, yeah, and B's health's big. I, I think... I think if this, I think this is a series that in the Eastern Conference in that first round that does get pushed a little bit longer than people expect. So um, I'm going to go Sixers in seven games, uh, just based on what I've seen from the playoffs from them. Uh, I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think at at some point, uh, if they do decide to rest and be, uh, the Nets can steal. Now the Nets can steal one of the home games there. Uh, I agree with that. If the Nets still win the home games, I, I can see the series going back and forth. So you know maybe a a 2-1 yeah. lead, Philly going back to Brooklyn. Brooklyn wins their first, or excuse me, it's a 1-1 going back to Brooklyn. Brooklyn wins the game. Philly one-ups them, so it's 2-2. So I can see this kind of go back and forth. I would agree with you on that. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to say MB comes back. But, hey, man, but you yeah. know what? If the upset is here, you guys heard it first. Gabe Lloyd. I said, I said Brooklyn's a little, a little bit deeper in depth-wise, at least, because, you know, they got Dimwitty on the bench. They got Levert. I don't know if he's coming off the bench or not. And, you know, they, they have a lot of shooters on their team. You know, Karooks, you know, he's been playing well lately. So they got a lot of players that can stretch the floor. When you look at Philly's roster, it's the starting five, which is great. But after that, it's kind of a big drop-off. You got Mikado. Um, who else can you name on that bench? So I think the bench plays a big role in, this, in the series. And I can see Brooklyn's bench being a key factor. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you you do have uh, Mike Scott. Uh, Mike Scott came in. He he's, he's, he's usually usually hitting some threes. There's some big shots. Um, I think one of the things I like about the Philadelphia offense this year is that there's a lot of weapons, a lot of options. Um, obviously you have Jimmy Butler that came in. Um, you know, beginning of the season from a trade. Uh, to the Tobias uh Tobias Harris trade from you know midseason um February. I think I think you can't afford to sit and bead. Um. As long as you do have, like, Boban can come in and put up some solid minutes. Oh, right. He, he, he can come in and play some solid minutes. I think the Sixers, if yeah. anything, they may have, like, a slow start without Embiid, but once they do catch their, you know, they do hit their stride, I think, you know, from there, it, it could very well be, 
like, okay, hold on, wait a minute. If we're down, if the if the Sixers are down in this series, um, it, it should light a fire for them. Bring back in and be no questions asked, and um, you know, keep it going from there. Yeah. Um. I yeah. T.J. McConnell, Mike Scott, Boban. Um. You do have Jonathan Simmons on the bench. Uh, if these guys come in, just knock shots down that are open. They're going to be open. I think that's the beautiful part about the Sixer team. And then you know the thing that who's going to be open? J.J. Reddick's going to be open. Uh, if Mike Scott's mm-hmm. you know hot again, uh, he's he's open. Um, Butler, Harris, these you know Simmons is going to find these guys open. Uh, that yeah. can be an overload for, in my opinion, for the Brooklyn Nets. I'm going to give the Brooklyn Nets credit for sure, but um, you know re- realistically, I think the Sixers have enough firepower to beat them in six games at the most. Um, but it can be a seven-game series if Brooklyn steals one early. And uh, all you gotta do is let Simmons beat them. Let Simmons beat you because that's the one person that you yeah. know can't shoot. Let him beat you, you have a chance. Right, because you're you're gonna ask a lot from you know you're gonna ask a lot from your backcourt um, to try and defend. Um, you, you know, there's there's Jared Allen, there's Demar Carroll. Um, you have Joe Harris. Uh, here's you know those are a couple guys. You know, Dinwiddie. You know, is he's there. Um, Laver, Hollis Jefferson, and these are some of the solid, solid guys that can come in and, uh, you know, obviously defensively, it's just how they react to uh, the Sixers. But um, yeah, and yeah, Napier, you know, I mean, it just all depends defensively how they will come out against the Sixers. But I think the Sixers have too much firepower right now. From you know, looking at this briefly here, but uh, you know, we'll definitely mm-hmm. see their health. Health is health is wealth right now yeah, for the Sixers. Key. Uh, yep. Definitely key. Mm-hmm. All right, our last series. In the Eastern Conference would be the Boston Celtics, the fourth seed, and the fifth seed, Indiana Pacers without Victor Oladipo. Um, both mm. these teams finished with almost identical records. Uh, the Celtics finished 49-33. Pacers finished 48-34 without Oladipo. Pretty impressive. Um, you know, I, I want to yeah. say, first and foremost, kudos to the Pacers. Um, you know, in our preseason episode... Uh, didn't give up. I, I, you know on. what? I, even with Oladipo, uh, with the signings they had, um, you know, I, I actually thought this team was going to be, I wouldn't be, I, you know, I told people it wouldn't be surprising if they finished top four, almost did it. So mm-hmm. literally a game of a difference, game or two of a difference. Um, and, and then yeah. Oladipo still got hurt. So I think that goes a long way to stay with them. However, um, I think this is a game, this is a series, actually, I should say that uh, this is actually the one we, we, we probably should be saying it, <laughs> it could be potentially an upset. Uh, where wh- where are you going with this one, Gabe? Upset on the upset of quote unquote the the Celtics. Like I said, it's 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 a, it's a I say this, I can see the Celtics winning it, but it's not like they're world beaters. I mean, it can go either way. I think Kyrie Irving is the difference. Him and Ohio. So those two guys are healthy. Yeah, I see Boston winning in six. But other than that, I mean, you can pretty much do a toss up depending on the health of those two guys I just mentioned. But um, yeah, I mean, I see, I see Boston winning it six games. Um, I think they got more depth; and they can go a little further out than uh, the Pacers can. So, I'm gonna give it the Boston in six. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm going Boston in six. I think the Pacers—they're very gritty, very you know, defensively they're very gritty. Mm-hmm. So there, there may be times where they're able to hold up on the Celtics. Um, Marcus Smart is going to miss at least the first two rounds uh, with an injury, yeah, so right it's it's that's a big crazy. loss. Um, but I that's think that. They can squeeze by the first round without him. Um, yeah, Hayward, yeah. she can step up now too. Exactly, Hayward, uh, Rozier. Somebody, oh, it's opening us more minutes for somebody, right? Rozier, um, is Hayward back now? You have Kyrie. I think that that's that's going to be the difference. Maker. Obviously, Kyrie's a little, you know, a little bit too much. Kyrie. Um, they were able yeah. to go ahead and sweep the season series, anyways, with them. So, or excuse me, not sweep it, but uh, the Celtics won the season series, season series, uh, th- uh three to one. 
Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it, it's a shame uh, Oladipo isn't there. Uh, you know, that's my dude right there. I love Oladipo no matter what. Former Magic player, definitely. Um, but I, I would still take the Celtics here. They'll, they'll get they'll squeeze by in. I would say six games on the most. I agree with you there. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on to the Western Conference first round series here, uh, Gabe. We got the number one Golden State Warriors, and the no, excuse me, number one Golden State Warriors, and the number eight Los Angeles Los Angeles Clippers. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be ugly. <laughs> um, this is where the Warriors win it all year. They they the everyone's healthy. Everyone's healthy. This is where they shine. They got Demarcus Cousins. His usage rate has been bananas lately. So I feel like they're going to just show everybody or remind everybody, look, regular season, it was cute. We're built for this. We're built for the postseason. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be really hard to get out of the playoffs. I, mean, I don't see anybody, maybe the, the Bucks, giving them some type of challenge. But, yeah, I, I don't think the Clippers have any chance to win maybe. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give the Clippers one game. No, I can't. I'm, I'm going to go for a sweep. I'm going for a sweep. Uh, yeah, I don't, bring I'm the broom out. Let's go. Bring it out. Let's go. Yeah. Yep. I got, I got you there. I got you there. Uh, definitely with the brooms, man. Ready to go. Got the dustpan. Uh, this is a sweep. Uh, as much as, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of credit to the Clippers, though. Uh, no, Everybody kind of wrote them off, you know. Uh, then they traded Tobias Harris. I'm like, well, what's going on? It's just like they hit the switch. Exactly. They're about to that rebuild. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they still made the playoffs. Uh, they're, they're LA's team right now. Uh, even with LeBron in town, uh, ironically. Um, but, you know, shout out to that group there. Doc, you, know, you know, a lot of kudos to Doc because he's gotten his team in the playoffs. Like, that, that, that's, that's, a, that's a coaching. That's, yep, that's some coaching. Some coaching is involved there. But, yeah, shout out to Sweep right there, man. They're going to do what they can do. Uh, if they pull one game out, great. But, uh, you know, that's a sweep. Uh, they're, they're not much to say on that series, to be honest with you there. Uh, number two, Denver Nuggets against the seven seed San Antonio Spurs. Now, the Spurs didn't win 50 games this year, 48 wins for them, but uh, they are back in the playoffs, still extending their playoff streak amongst all of major sports teams. Um, for, you know, for the Denver Nuggets, uh, they were ousted in the last hour of last season. Against that oh, game against the Timberwolves, Minnesota. Uh, oh, I, I, yeah, I was rooting for. I was actually rooting for the Nuggets, but wow, what a complete one eighty, man! What a complete yeah. one eighty. Uh, second seed, fifty four and twenty eight. Um, you know, not to, they did hold down number one for for a long time in there, but uh, um, I think talent wise, I, I think this is a six game series favoring the Nuggets. I think that um, sure. you know, um. Uh, it's it's their time. I think it's their turn. Their time. They got some motivated, well, well coached Mike Malone. Um, I was uh, having Nuggets all year. I was having Nuggets from the start of the postseason. I was like, watch out for this team. They're, they're coming because last year, as you know, you know, I had Jokic on my fantasy team, but you can you can just see the way he plays the game. He's like a big point guard, but man, he's involved in every single play. And I felt like okay, last year they was on the cusp. They didn't make it. This year, they're going to come out swinging. They did this also with Gary Harris missing a good amount of games. You know, he was pretty good last year. Man. So, you know, he's, he's still trying to get back into the rhythm of things. But right. I feel like if Gary can find that rhythm again and, you know, play lifestyle basketball with Jokic, right. with Jamal Murray, you got Barton, I feel like they can really they – have, they have a good shot yeah. to challenge the Warriors in the West. Oh yeah, that that guard play that guard play is huge. Um, we'll, we'll see a lot of that in this series, and I think that's a little bit too much than what San Antonio could handle. 
um, and Jokic. Mm-hmm. So uh, beautiful basketball. I feel like the Denver Nuggets okay, haven't yes. had an opportunity to really. The world hasn't had an opportunity to see how they play. Um, but you're about yeah. to. This is going to be some nice basketball. I think they go ahead and take this one six games at the most. How about you? Yeah, I'm gonna go six also. All right, perfect. Uh, third seed Portland Blazers and the sixth seed Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, you know, word on the street was that the Blazers were trying to avoid the Thunder, but lo and behold, they're playing the Thunder. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I'm laughing because um, you know, there's a lot of it's a love hate for Dame with Demario, but um, you know, with Dame Lillard, uh, you know, you, you got to come in a windy series, you know, and, win, and get the respect, even though you know you're okay without winning championships, and that's a different story for another day, but uh. Yeah, Ooh, I agree. You um, have to win. Listen, you got to start winning these series, man. Yeah. I, I think this one goes seven. Uh, I think the Thunder take it in seven games. Um, it, uh, it just because both teams to me, uh, you know, um, I, it depends on Paul George too. So you know, uh, <laughs> a, a lot of heat for Paul George last um playoffs. So you know, obviously a different Paul George for the most part this season. Did have a little lull in the you know toward the end of the season, but I think obviously that happens in the long season. Um, but uh, you know he had that big shot against the Rockets the other night that he's knocked down. Um, but they're gonna rely a lot on Paul George. Uh, I, yeah. I you know I I think that I think the Thunder take this one definitely. I wouldn't be surprised in last games, but I'm going seven because I think for the most part they're evenly matched. Um, you know Nurtrick they'll miss him. Um, definitely. Oh, uh, that's you know going to take a huge blow to this series. Open up a little bit of the middle there for you know Russ and then and, uh, Paul George, uh, you know Stephen yeah. Adams to kind of move around there. You know, and you know not not anything knocking against the Portland Trailblazers at all. I think they're a great team. Uh, it'll be a close one there. What about you? Well, I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna give Oklahoma. I'm gonna give it to them a six because of the injuries. Remember, McCollum is just coming back, so obviously he needs to get his rhythm back and the speed up to the game for now. Um, but I forgot Nurkic went down. That's big because they have Cantor, who's stepped into the starting role. He plays no defense, so that should be a matchup that Stephen Adams can take advantage of. But Adams is having his own injury issues, so right, I think right. it comes down to which team isn't injured. Paul George is injured on the Oklahoma City side of the game too, so both teams are coming into the series with injuries. But the difference maker is easy to see who that is: Russell Westbrook. He's getting everybody involved. He's getting the triple doubles. Yeah, I can see them just taking this, this series in six games, and um, shoulder off the bench. Ferguson, you know, they, they have a decent team, but yeah. um, Paul George's health is is critical in this series. I can right. see him taking it in six because Nurkic isn't there to help right. Blazers, you know, edge it out. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to discredit the Blazers at all. They've earned their way to the third seed, but um, you know, it, it'll be a competitive series. But we know Dame's going to compete. These guys are going to come on and compete. Um, I, I don't really see. I don't see a blowout for. I would say for any of these games. I would no, say it'll be close games. games though. Yeah, close these, these would be fun, close games to watch. I think this will be a fun series to watch between Dame, Russ, uh, McCollum. You know, oh, Paul yeah, George. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys, these guys are gonna scrap out. So I like, I like this series definitely. All right, Gabe, and then uh, so yeah, basically, uh, yeah, I'm taking Oklahoma in, in seven for this one. Definitely, shout out to Six. my boy Russ. Gotcha. Perfect. Perfect. All right, man. So we got the last series of the Western Conference on the first round, the fourth seed Houston Rockets against the fifth seed Utah Jazz. Uh we met. Okay. Yep. Uh yeah. Um I I think I I'm gonna go Rockets in five here. Um and my stock uh my my stock is definitely low. I shouldn't say my stock, but I think his stock, Donovan Mitchell's stock is a little bit low for the playoffs. 
Uh, and I get uh-huh. it. Look, I get it. Like he performed incredible last season. Uh, so I I don't know. I just this season, uh, I don't know, man. I just not much confidence in uh, Donovan Mitchell. A great player. He's been playing great. I just not really confident right now. Uh, in picking the the, the Jazz, he, he would have to come up huge. I mean, you're playing against James Harden, Chris Paul. Uh, this Houston team is is just just on their they're, they're on their A game. Um, you know they find yeah. a way to defend Mitchell. Uh, we're, you know that's what I'm saying. I think I think that they're very limited offensively. Uh, for the Utah mm-hmm. Jazz. Yeah, I think I think the Rockets take it in. I'm gonna say five or six. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say they take it in. I'm gonna go six. I'm gonna go six. Like I said, Mitchell, he had his coming out party last year in the playoffs, uh, especially against Oklahoma City. He showed out. This year, he's been kind of, you know, he's been there, but he's been kind of average. So I feel like, okay, maybe he's in a sophomore slump or whatever you want to call it. But I feel like in the end, James Harden and Chris Paul together, that's a hard combo to overcome for the Utah Jazz. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go the Rockets. Damn, I'm going between five and six. I'm going to just say six. But, um, yeah, I think they take it in six. As long as injury, as long as Chris Paul's not injured, obviously. Right. Yeah, I, I can see them getting it five or six. I'm gonna go six. I mean, and the thing is, I'm not trying to, you know, knock against Donovan Mitchell. I mean, he's he's definitely kept his, I mean, his level of play. Like he he was able to play. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely able to keep his level of play. And it's just once you go ahead and you you know he's the one that's struggling, then I think the whole entire team starts to struggle. Um, you yeah. know, just not really confident. I mean, you Utah, you have to give them kudos. They made the playoffs. They are the fifth seed. Um, they they they've built you know themselves up. I mean, they've won a, a couple playoff game a series in the last couple of years, but nah, man, this is this this Rockets team is just too good right now. Like, you you got yeah, Chris Paul, you got yeah. As long as the injury bug doesn't hit Chris Paul, you got you know James Harden playing on another planet. I mean, Capella's back hitting the stride, and these guys are just hooping, dude. And then who let them pick up you know, Kenneth too. Reed, man? Like. Now, to me, in my opinion, that's one of like one of the biggest like um you know key, like one of the low key pickups, for, and this is like that for that roster like you know Nene just wasn't cutting it in my opinion. I mean Nene was Nene's Nene he definitely could do do what he you know could do, but nah mm-hmm. man, this this team is solid. Uh, you know Kenneth Reed, you know uh, you got your role players like Eric Gordon, um, uh, like knock down mm-hmm. the three. Uh, they you know they're gonna be scrambling a lot you know uh, defensively uh so and that's the one thing too you know knocking against Donovan Mitchell you know like you know once he gets shut down you know what what else happens too um you know what sh- shout yeah, out shout out to the Rockets though yeah shout out to the Rockets man uh, I think they take this in five games here and make this look quick for us. Yep. All right, Gabe. That wraps up our first round playoff of the NBA. 2019 man it's here bro i'm excited uh you know you know how we do right now we shout out to our to our folk you know what i'm saying you want to shout out and shout out anybody special uh well i'm I'm, it's more of a shout out to i don't know how to do it i'm gonna say shout out to the clean ufc fighters (laughs) <laughs> um, recently, recently, um, I don't know if you know what this is, but TJ Dillashaw got yep. busted for uh, some really bad uh, drug use or needle injections, so he can last longer in the ring. It was some blood, some blood injections he was doing, 
And he was a, he was a two-time Bantamweight champion. You know, he was considered to be one of the greatest ones of all time. And his legacy was right up there with John Jones. But he got busted for this stuff. I mean, he was quick to accept the punishment and keep it moving. So, obviously, you know, it's, it's bad for the other fighters because you got to fight this guy. And, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a competitive advantage. So, shout out to the clean UFC fighters, especially uh, Cody Garbrandt, who's, who lost to him twice in title fights. So, yeah, that's, that's just my shout out right there. Yeah, man. Um, Honestly, uh, I just want to shout out to everyone who has supported Baseline Times. Uh, you know, shout out to Demario, Marcus, uh, everyone who's joined us. Shout out to, actually, you know what? I want to shout out to my boy, uh, to Roy. Uh, actually, he, I was on his podcast about maybe two, three weeks ago. Um, he's doing a podcast on relationships. I actually want to shout him out. Um, he, right. let me, he let me plug Baseline Times on uh, his podcast. So, uh, you know, everybody go ahead and check out the Average Joe podcast. Uh, it's pretty much... Uh, a little urban flavor about relationships, but there's they're very great topics, man. Like everything is like on point. Um, but it's just about experiences. And he brings females perspectives on there. Um, you know, playing a show to, to bring a female and male at the same time, so that way they can kind of hash it out over a certain topic. Like so, yeah. um, you know, actually, want, that's like homegrown, like talent right there. You know, close talent uh, and something that uh, he started not too long ago. When he's about seven, six episodes in, he's been just consistently push, pushing episodes out. So, you know, I always mm. say, you know, people reach out to me all the time, man, about doing this certain podcast up. How do I do it? You know, what do you do? Uh, how do you record? Things like that. And I give advice and I never really hear back from them. But uh, now, nah, man, I gave yeah. him such minimal advice and he kind of took it around with it and just, just doing his own thing, man. So I actually want to give oh, this is like my the one time I'm able to kind of give like shout outs. I always tell him I'll plug you in my show. Like, let's do it. Um, but he was on the show last time with uh, Demario and Marcus a couple uh, shows ago. But, uh, you know, shout out to him. Yeah, Roy. Um, uh, to Roy, yeah, man. Uh, you you know, I'll plug him here again. The Average Joe podcast uh, is how you can find him on all the uh, platforms, pretty much. So you, yeah, Gabe, you're okay. freaking uh, Android, wherever the hell you want to use. Uh, you know, he's uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not even down for like, I'm not even down for like, I don't know what what do you guys call it on your podcast thing on on Android? You know, go ahead and plug I mean... the, plug the Android. You know. Don't, don't, don't do it like this. Oh, good, man. Come on, man. Whatever you guys call it. Anyways, you guys can follow him at Average Joe Thoughts Podcast on Instagram um, there. And then uh, he's on Anchor all over the place. So, you know, shout out to him. He's kind of helped me down. He'll probably be on some shows, too. He's a Philly guy. So, you know, definitely in there in the playoffs. Um, honestly, beyond that, man, it's been an incredible run okay. again. Uh, I think this is like our third or f- second or third time uh, season that we're really getting into this. So, Look for more to come at Baseline Times. Follow us. You know, Gabe, man. Shout out to you. Appreciate you, man. Had to let you come on the show. Brag about your fantasy yeah. basketball championship. I'm, I'm going to give one more shout out to the Yams. Ah. That's the inside joke. Like that. yeah, yeah, that's the, the inside yams. joke. You, uh, yeah, man. You, and, you know, honestly, uh, you know, shout out to you know, shout out to you and Marcus, man. You know, we got to hang out when, when you were up here about, what, two, three weeks ago. So, you know. Got to kick it with Gabe. I was old asleep. Yeah, too. man. Guys falling asleep at the bar, but I uh, know it's all good, man. You know, but uh, nah, man. This is exciting. I'm I'm so excited for the playoffs, man. You know, without True. LeBron, but uh, you know, you got to make something exciting about about it. Uh, the Magic are in it, so I'll enjoy them for the first round. But uh, keep a lookout for more episodes. Uh, we will have you know round by round coverage. Uh, www.baselinetimes.com.
Gabe, we out. Word. All right, deuces.